1: Notre Dame fans, welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. It is Sunday night, Vince, so you know what that means, man. That means we've spent all day in the film room. Yeah, we have, and that is not a that was not a fun thing today, (laughs) no no doubt. But we, you know, we we've talked, Vince and I have talked off and on really all day about just kind of what we're seeing today, and there's a lot to discuss. And we're going to talk some specific scheme stuff from the game today. Uh, Just so you understand what today is about. Today is talking about the game. This is not about what is next. This is not about, you know, we make make some comments about kind of what's next, but that stuff's going to come this week. This is kind of what coaches do on Sundays, which is to get in the film room and say, hey, we're watching the film. We're breaking down the film we're going to look at what we did, we're going to correct what we did, and then we'll fi- we'll start making some of the changes and adjustments that need to be made starting tomorrow. Cuz cuz most
2: um, of the time it's not as bad as you think and it's not as good as you think depending on how the game went. Most of the time. Right. So, that's why we do this. I mean, that's why right. we go back and we look at the film and you know, we want to we want to see if what our initial thoughts were correct or if we need to. Because, you know, last week we had some changes of what we thought was going to happen and or right. what we thought happened and things like that. Right. I don't know that we have a whole lot of changes.
1: Uh, no, I, if anything, you know, Vince, last week I kind of got in the film room and, and you kind of broke things down and I looked at it and I said, hey, listen, you know, I kind of feel a little bit better about things after watching the House State game. You know, there's some opportunities there, and you clean some things up, and 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 there was some good stuff that we saw. I actually came away more ticked off from this game after watching the film. Not ticked off. I mean, I'm talking about from the coaching standpoint, not right. from an emotional right. standpoint. From the coaching standpoint, like, you know, this is stuff I'd be getting, ripping my guys for. Just absolutely ripping my guys for if, if, if it was kind of my team. And – just stuff that's going to have to get fixed, Vince. And so yep. we're going to go offense and then defense, and, and yep. we'll talk. Uh, I mean, because I mean, I think the defense is right now uh, needs to get corrected. There's mistakes. There's other things like that that need to get fixed. But end of the day, this is still about the offense. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is still about the your accurate. defense gave up 19 points today and 21 points last week and for every decent team in the country. That's enough to win football games. And you're playing by far anyone by far. I mean anyone.
2: Yeah. I mean and, we all predicted. I think you had 36 points or something along those lines. I had like 50. The other guys had like 40. I mean, right. in every one of those scenarios, it's a multi-score win, right? So, it, you know, there's no reason that. Right. N- now, should the defense have given up 21 points? No, they, they and there's not stuff
1: have. to fix, but it's, it's, it's right. correctable stuff. It's clean Correct. this up. You can't let that happen. You've got to make this play. The offense is still the problem, Vince. And yeah. at this point in time, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong, and I don't know. I don't know if it's something, Vince, that I can look at and say, "Hey, make this one correction, make that one correction." Can it get fixed in a week or not? I I don't know. It. it, This is about your heart and soul. A lot of the stuff. And so let's let's dive in first, Vince, with the offense, and let's break the offense down first. Right.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate.
1: Before we get into some of the specifics of the game, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest frustration for me, is there was – and they kind of go – well, it's really two things, and they kind of go hand in hand. One of the things we said about this team at times last year was, even when they played bad, the compete level was there. The issue that I'm seeing with the team on offense in the last couple of games – is that the compete level has not been where you needed to be? They don't battle, uh, they don't fight as hard. They right. there was, and then there was a, a lack of urgency yesterday, and so those two things to me kind of go together because I think the lack of urgency leads to just a lack of forcefulness, right? And even something as simple as like Buckner's, the, both of the interceptions to me showed a lack of compete and or a lack of urgency. The first interception was a lack of urgency. Now the corner baited Buckner, but if you go back and watch the play, it, he kind of catches it and he just kind of—I don't say lacks but just kind of normal turn and just throws it out there. Yep, yep. And it's one of those plays where even if the guy, even if the guy baits him, if he t- catches that sucker and just has what a what an RPO throw should be from an urgency standpoint, just catch it, flip your hips, and snap that ball out there. At worst, it's getting broken up. At yeah. worst. Right. But because there was no sense of urgency, he allows it to he turn time. into an interception. He had time. Right? The, the defender had time. Yeah, the right. Sec- the second interception, <clears throat> Vince, was was a, a really frustrating thing for me because if you go back and watch the play, I'm going to pull this up here. Okay? So let's uh, – we're going to kind of have our, our first film view of the game. So this is, this is sort of the first – let me get this uh, – let me, let me see. We're here, okay. So here we are. So this is this down here. This is where the interception happened. Okay, down here. This is Jaden Thomas. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, Tyler Buckner has the ball thrown. Okay, so you can see Buckner here. The ball. He's in his throwing motion, Vince. He's here. The ball's coming out of his hand. He throws the ball to Jaden Thomas's outside shoulder. Jaden Thomas is actually closer to the ball than the corner on this particular play. In no universe. Is a is a good wide receiver allowing that ball to get picked off right now? In no universe is he allowing that to happen, none. And so, should Buckner have thrown that ball? No, because look at that right there, folks. I was say it's a You know helping. what I mean? Like so. Yeah. So this isn't taking the blame off of Tyler Buckner because he should not have thrown the ball there. Correct. You had Michael Mayer there pre-snap read-wise. I still feel like that was the read. He should have gone to the top with this is the top. So just so you know, when, when we're looking at film, this is the top right there. Right. So that's just kind of how, how we, so as you explain. look at the screen. Yeah. Right. And so bad read by Tyler, the bad read by Tyler is then compounded by a wide receiver that just does not compete for the ball. And that was an issue for Jane Thomas all day yesterday, Vince. It was on the block blocking. There were times where his blocks were just, it was just, I mean, there's no other way to say it, but lazy. Uh, the, 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 blocking the back, you know, you're backed yeah, up at your yeah. own what 10-yard line and, and and the guy just beat you inside easily right. and then you push him and down. You push him and in the just, back and he wasn't going to make the play anyway. It's just and, late it was it yeah. was it was just sloppy. It was no compete,
2: right? And I didn't like his compete
1: right. on
2: that corner route that you can say it was there's overthrown. It was a wide fade is what yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, okay. You can say it was overthrown maybe, but I just felt like he didn't get enough separation from the defender. Right. To where the throw would not, because there been was no, throw.
1: there was no move. He just kind of ran right. up and around the guy.
2: Yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't like so that. So there was just
1: an, oh no, like Braden Lindsey had some mistakes yesterday. He got ridden out of bounds. I stopped counting at six,
2: Jeez.
1: right? But it was, it was bad technique with Correct. Braden. What it was not was compete. Braden battled yesterday. There were some things he needs to do a better job of right he's got to play the ball better he's got to do different things better but i i still felt like vince that the compete was there but this right here when 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 a receiver is is like this again look at the arm here by tyler buckner the ball is coming out the receiver's here a receiver that really should be playing in a place like notre dame fights knows he's got look the guy's on you he's grabbing you you know i have to fight for the ball and he doesn't fight for the ball and we saw that way too much yesterday vince way too much and those are things that to me we're going to get into some missed opportunities but when you're when you are in situations where you're not even competing for the football there's a there's a much bigger problem going on on Correct. your football team than just your play calling isn't where it needs to be your execution isn't where it needs to be those things are things that see like vince if it was just about play calling and execution i'd say folks this can get fixed like that but and that's the issue on defense I think the issue on defense is there's there's a few things involved but it's mostly about execution and and there's some things the coaching staff needs to do a better job which will we'll job of which we'll talk during the week but it's stuff that's all fixable kind of like how special teams was in week one it was all fixable stuff it wasn't lack of compete it wasn't a lack of urgency it was hey we're setting too deep or we're not doing this or we're you know trying to get too too cute too cute I think is is, is sort of how Marcus Freeman explained it on on sat on uh, last week during, when he was talking about special teams but with offense Vince it was it was a much bigger problem and and the problem was they didn't battle they really didn't compete yeah and that's, that's a huge a, problem that's a huge very problem troubling. and it was it's across troubling. the board offensively
2: with every position group yeah in my mm-hmm. opinion and it was Because again, and I said this last night, and and I'll say it again, did I agree with the game plan? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever the game plan was, if Notre Dame goes out and executes the game plan against Marshall, you win the game, period, period. You win that game. And so the compete level wasn't where it needed to be. The execution level wasn't where it needed to be. But again, it's it's, it's kind of an effort thing at times, and that's... That's the bigger issue for me is, is the effort level. You can, you can fix right. execution. You can, you can fix execution right. Quickly. Absolutely. Quickly. Absolutely. But the effort thing is what bothers me a lot.
1: Right. Yep. Sean and, or, sorry, I just got a text from Sean. Vince, <laughs> the, 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 the fact is, is that that is my biggest coaching concern, because when you're saying that from a lot of your team and it wasn't everybody, but it was too much that's that's a that's a very troubling thing for me yeah and so right. you like i said buckner's interception the offensive line plays with no urgency right. the the route running so like the receivers coming off the ball you you you, you watch football enough and you coach football you can tell the difference between when a guy is slow and when a guy right. is running slow and there's right. a difference And this. And what that means is if a guy's slow, it's like, I don't care how hard you're, you're like, I could go sp- race against Usain Bolt tomorrow and I could run as hard as I can. Right. And I'm going to be freaking slow. Right. No matter right. how hard I run, but Usain Bolt could run against me and kind of like jog and, and run as slow as I am but he's not slow. He's running slow. Does that make sense? I'm trying to use an extreme Mm -hmm. analogy to get a point across here. The problems were Vince, that they were running slow off the line. They were really choppy with their feet off the line. There was no urgency. They were running to the point of where the defender was and then just crashing into them Yeah. as opposed to he's standing where I need to go. So I'm going to run through him outside shoulder. I'm going to run through his outside shoulder, force him to, to, to open his hips and then come back to the ball. What we were seeing yesterday was they were just running into those guys and then turning around and that was allowing the receivers to stay right. all over them, right? That is that is a a technical problem. It's a lack of urgency as well. The things that got to get fixed, but they just weren't coming off with any sort of. I got I'm. Yeah. You know, I've always said this when I coached and and I learned this from Curtis Johnson, who uh, who's was the receiver coach for the Saints for a while, was the receivers coach for Miami. At the time when I was getting into coaching, it was the Reggie Wayne, Santana Moss time. And basically the whole thing is everything needs to look off the ball like a go route, right? Like you need to have the receiver, the DB thinking, I'm running a go right here. Now, absolutely, there are always exceptions. If I'm running like a little pivot route, I'm, it doesn't look like a go route because I'm releasing inside of the snap. But then it's like, okay, make him think you're about to beat him across the field in a crossing route. And when you watch other teams run routes, that's what they do. Like they come off with purpose. And with the Notre Dame receivers yesterday, Vince, they weren't coming off with any purpose. Right. And that is again not a most of them. I, I said Braden is the only exception. Braden Lindsay got deep about five times yesterday on on what should have been huge plays. And you know, some of the times they didn't complete him because his technique and not competing for the ball. And then, but other times it was just it was misses or bad reads or things like that, which we'll point to. But those are the things that, that I look at, Vince, and I say, boy, those those things better get corrected really, really, really quickly. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and so – Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's it's funny I, that you should – I love the support real quick by my people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you but for that, yeah. But one of the things you and I talked about before the show, because obviously we, we chat before we, sh- we do the show, and we were kind of talking about different things that we saw, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and – you showed me a clip and or you told me about it and then I found or what I can't even remember now. Yeah, this is gonna be
1: my next point. You're about yeah, to nail it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I I coached high school football. Okay. I coached high school football and I'm coaching different points than you get coached in college because a lot of the things that I'm coaching, they should know if they're in a D1 school. That should be an understood thing, okay. There were too many times when I would break down film at the high school level where, you know, I'd be watching the other team and you knew where the ball was going to go because the other guys weren't running hard because they knew the ball wasn't coming to them. Okay. And it was a tell, it was a tell at high school. And you could almost, almost every week you could find one of those guys that you were playing at. Well, he's not getting the ball. He didn't come off the ball sure. hard, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I never thought that I would have to see that at the college level. And I saw it yesterday often. And that's a problem. That's. And so what
1: we're referring to is there was a particular play. They ran a three by one and there was the one on one outside. And Lorenzo Salas just runs off. He never looks back for the ball and he stops running about 15 yards down the field, like slows down. Like he knows he's not getting the ball. So he just slows down. Yeah. Jaden Thomas did that multiple times yesterday. Lorenzo Styles did that multiple times yesterday. And and yeah, okay, they're young receivers. Cool. All right. Then fix it and don't ever let it happen again. Correct. And there was a couple times where it kind of looked like Buckner wanted to go there. The, the, but if you're if you got these guys running those routes and the other team, see, here's the thing that's gonna it's gonna be a problem, Vince. Is teams are gonna look at that in the all 22 version, like I saw yesterday, like I saw today. And the other team say, "Hey, look, on about half of their route concepts, at least, I know that there's at least two guys that are not options, and they know they're not options. And so, as a defensive coordinator, it's like, okay, how do I identify who the options are on this route? And then we know we can scheme our coverages to it because I know right. on this particular play, this guy, it, the field outside receiver, is not getting thrown a go route. Right. So I'm going to play him that way, and because when he releases off on a go, I know he's not going to, he's not an option because he doesn't even look for the ball." doesn't even run like with any purpose whatsoever. And so those are are issues, Vince. And those are things that when you look at it are are beyond some of the schematic stuff we're going to talk about. These are things that are major problems, like major problems for Notre Dame that have to get adjusted really, really quickly or nothing will change. That's the reality of it. it. That's
2: exactly right.
1: That's exactly right. And that's,
2: again, it's disappointing to me that this is this is what we're seeing in game two Mm -hmm. that stuff should have been handled in fall camp or should have been handled in the spring or whenever but that that's unacceptable it's it's unacceptable that because that's effort that's effort you shouldn't have to coach effort at this level and that's disturbing to me in a lot of ways and and hopefully they clean it up you know hopefully they clean it up hopefully they see the same things that we're seeing I don't know how you can't see it if you're, the, if you're the wide receivers coach because that's what you're looking at and you want your guys. Because, look, guys get open, you know, in the passing game because everybody's doing their job, right okay? And I know we're going to get into more about route concepts and all of those things as we move forward, but there was a lot of effort mistakes in my sure. opinion. A lot of mental mistakes that should not are be unacceptable. made at this level from guys that, yeah, okay, you know. they're young. But yeah. it's not Uh-oh. like they're just step foot on campus. Not okay? it,
1: dude, you're a college I'm football sorry. player. There should <laughs> I'm watching freshmen yesterday. I'm watching Kobe Prentice in the opener for Alabama, right? True freshman. Not even one of the top two guys that were that were, you know, in that really good receiver clash last year. And the kids playing with purpose. The kids coming off the ball, making plays. It was against Utah State, but I don't care. You're compete. Notre Dame was playing Marshall. Right. Right. But his compete level was there. His urgency was there. He was flying around the ball. It's not about his speed versus somebody else's speed at Notre Dame. It's, okay, you're a 4-4, I'm a 4-6, but I'm going to be 4-6 on step one and not come off like a 4-9. That's the problem. And you're not getting separation right now because you're not running the way you need to run to get separation. Now, when they were running with purpose yesterday, they were getting separation. And, and we'll point to some of that stuff that, that were yeah. assignment mistakes or just execution mistakes. And yeah. those things can get corrected and need to get corrected. Like but yesterday. without a sense of purpose, <laughs> like it, it, if the if the assignment, if the execution yesterday was just better, Notre Dame wins. Yeah. But we're back to where we've been in the past under Brian Kelly, where, yeah, you may beat Marshall, but you it's, it's a false sense of how good you are. You just out-talented yeah. the other team. Right. Right. And, and, and you're going to go get beat when you play somebody better. I, I, it's almost like they needed this humbling thing to to realize you guys just can't go out there and keep out talenting teams. Like you say, somebody somebody texted me, said, hey, you know, they would have won this game if Kelly was the coach. I don't know if you can say that. Maybe. First of all, we don't know. But number one, they almost lost to Toledo last year. And yep. Marshall's a much better team than Toledo is. I've been saying that all summer. But here here's the real the reality of it, Vince, is you've got to you've got to play harder and you've got to execute better if you're gonna have a success chance for success. Right. So let's dive into some run game stuff, Vince, because I think to me, the run game was was a lot of the same. I saw no improvement from week one to week two. Agreed. Well, hard. Absolutely. There was a little, a little bit more yeah. compete up front, a little bit more, but not moving your feet enough or and not consistently moving it. I saw uh, the lack of communication gets to will get to again no sense of purpose and I don't I still don't understand what like Vince I don't know what they're doing half the time like there's literally times that I watched the Notre Dame block and I and I called Vince and I said dude I don't know what play this is
2: well, and it's funny the fact that you and I have to go back and forth
1: to figure out wait is he supposed to block this guy? And well, is it's he, not even who they're like, supposed to block. I don't even know what scheme they're running. Right. And, and it's not effective, of course. And then the and it's because like, well, why is why is no like they ran an inside run play, and I think it was inside zone. I couldn't tell. It didn't look like inside zone to me. And there's literally either no one was designed to account for the mic or they just were not blocking the mic. Yeah. And there's other times you're asking like a pulling tight end to sprint around and then get back inside to block a mic linebacker if if that was who was supposed that's to be who they're supposed to be yeah so i really don't understand what they're trying to run and the the other big picture issue for me is the the run game is really severely it's just slow, mm-hmm. slow right it's really slow and i'm not talking oh the backs aren't fast right it's slow developing or just Correct. doesn't see again doesn't seem to be a sense of purpose and the other part of it is the timing is way off and 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 I want to get to an example of that here in a second, Vince. And I, again, I really wish that we could we could show you guys the full video, full video, <laughs> but we can't, right? So um, hey, we we'll chalk yeah, talk it. It's we'll, all good. We'll, we'll do the, We'll do the best that we can. But here's here's an example of a play that I want to go over, Vince. So what Notre Dame is doing here, Vince, it's actually it looks like a counter play or a power play, and essentially what you're going to get down here is you're going to get down blocks there can everybody see that right you're going to get down blocks there and then the guard is going to come and kick out and then this tight end here is going to kind of wrap okay if you get a log block here then he'll lead it outside it's a counter play right so Notre Dame runs that and that's what it's supposed to look like and I'm going to uh, pull up the other the other version of that play here in a second and show you show you that okay so here it is from the tight copy Right. So you're going to basically get kind of down blocks here, down blocks there. And you're going to, and then this is the puller. Right. And he's either going to kick. Right. And then this is, this is the, the wrap guy. Okay. He's going to come around here. Now, the problem with this play, Vince, for me is not so much that the back is backside. I don't love that. But the reality is, is, is the back either screws up or it's being, coached in a way that's going to screw up the timing of the play and on this particular play logan Diggs just steps two and steps down and then bounces it outside which makes me think it might have been power o instead of counter but either way if it's going to be power o it needs to come from the other side but it looked like counter to me the way that they were running it because power o i you know it's a, it's going to be more of an aggressive kick out there but the reason I think it's counter is because of the way it was run. But the problem is he just steps to it. So this guy right here, Vince, he just kind of flows and goes and just eats the play up and forces a bounce. Now, you had a poor execution of the play, but the reality is, is Logan Diggs on this particular run is literally hip-to-hip with the puller, which I believe is was Kevin Bauman, because he got there so quickly. Now, the problem with him getting there so quickly is The timing of the play is off, but you've now told the back, you've now declared to the defense where I'm going. And I'm going there before the blocks have a chance to set up. And so the linebackers and the safety at no point in time feel like they have to be threatened this direction. And so what needs to happen is he either needs to kind of step here and jab, which I don't like counter that way, to be honest with you, Vince. I don't like counter uh, with the backside jab because it just to me and the way teams defend it now, i don't I don't love it, to be honest with you. It's not like under eye where you kind of get downhill here. yeah, I think it needs to be where he's here. I think the back needed to be there and then kind of step this way and then go and then go back. yeah, and that's but you need some that... sort
2: of action the other way. something, something. Because the whole point of a counter, as far as what you're trying to do to the defense, is the guys that aren't on the line, right? Because the guys on the line aren't paying attention to what's going on in the backfield. The linebackers in right. the secondary
1: are right. They're reading some sort of key. They're either right. king him, some sort of key, or they're king the guards. Exactly. Right. Right. So you this need, guy's probably king the tight end. Yeah, He's probably you, king him.
2: You need something that is gonna make them hesitate. That's it. Right. You just need them to hesitate. Whether it's a full it, step hesitation, whether it's just right. an eye, you know, uh, hesitation, you need something. You right. Need something, and there wasn't anything there, in my opinion.
1: Right. Here, here's the other part of it, too, Vince. Uh, the, that action does two things. Number one is, to your point, it does mess with the eye discipline of the defense. That's one, and that's what Vince was explaining. But number two, the the footwork serves as a timing mechanism on the play. So, for example, uh, I, I'll use since you know one of my former offensive linemen is is on the show a lot. I'll use the we ran inside zone. We we're primarily an under center team. Okay. And we ran inside zone was our base run. Well, inside zone under center is just is a little bit different. And it was a open cross, then get downhill step. Right. And, it, and the reason we did it that way is because it gets into the timing aspect of it. If you just open and get downhill, then you get downhill too quickly. And what happens is, is you're there before the hole opens up or before the cut emerges, you know, it's to the read on the cut. So you get there down there too quickly. If you are late or you take a third step or you take a stutter, then you get to the hole. By the time you get downhill to the hole, it's been it's been closed or it's been filled. Right. So the footwork has to serve as a timing mechanism on the run that allows your blocks to get set up. And allows you to make sure that you're getting to your read key at the proper time for insertion, either bouncing it, cutting it back, or you know, or or, uh, bouncing it outside, cutting it, you know, vertically, or cutting it back. Okay, so the the timing of your insertion is going to be dependent upon your footwork and getting downhill with your footwork, right? Right. And so when you're getting to the to the line too quickly, then the blocks haven't set up, but you've now declared. To the other team, this is where we're going, which is why that counter was getting sprung out the way that it was yesterday. And we saw that a lot. And and so that is something that that needs – that's something that can get corrected and needs to get corrected, Vince. Yeah. That part of what Absolutely. we saw yesterday. So, And again, what I don't know is, is that what Logan Diggs is being taught or is that Logan Diggs making a mistake? Mm-hmm. Either way, it's got to get fixed. Either way, it's not good. You know, right? Play design,
2: poor execution. I don't know, but it needs to be fixed. Right.
1: Period. Right. Another run game issue that we saw yesterday. There still continues to be a lot of poor communication and mistakes. Communication in the run game. Linemen talk to each other all the time, and there's pre-snap and post-snap communication. Sure. This particular play is an outside zone play, okay? So this is going to be outside zone, and it's going to go that way. So outside zone to the offense is right, to the left of what we're looking at. This is early in the game, I believe the first series. And the communication is, hey, I have an inside technique. I have a head-up technique. I have an outside technique. Uh, we're identifying the Mike linebacker. We're letting each other know, hey, I need help, or I'm covered. And inside zone, a lot of times it's covered, uncovered. Mm-hmm. You know, so so this guard is going to make some kind of signal. This guard is going to make some kind of signal to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm covered," or you know, "Hey, you're coming with me," or whatever the case may be. And then there's post snap communication where you're working it together in a tandem. And you know, teams will do different things. You know, you, 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 me, me, me. me, you me know, meaning go, like go. I got this guy, right. you go, 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 or something like you know, that. That yeah. kind of thing, right? We we had we, we one
2: of the one of the schools that I coached for. Uh, our calls were condiments we you know you would pick a condiment and that would tell you know it's whatever it you know you, and it changes mm-hmm. week to week because you don't want people to know and all these different things but yeah it's all about communication absolutely
1: yeah yep so on this particular play Notre Dame is running an outside zone so based on the pre-snap read you're going to have this tight end kind of block this is Kevin Bauman is going to be kind of working on a block here okay now his footwork was I thought a little bit sloppy and lazy doesn't he kind of works inside out, which I don't love. You always want to try to work on a, you know, through the inside out, but try to get more of a push and a vertical push. What should happen here is Josh Lugg. This is, this is Blake Fisher. This is Josh Lugg. They should be based on this personnel. So Josh Lugg is uncovered. Okay. He is an uncovered lineman. Blake Fisher is covered and the center is covered. So in this particular look, Vince, what we think should be happening is these two should be working on some kind of combo block up to the second level. Correct. Okay. It's a combo and climb is what we call it. Correct. And so at the snap, Blake comes off, and I thought he stepped a little bit too wide, Vince, Agreed. on this particular Agreed. play, but it was it was a minor thing. Yep. And then Josh Lug is supposed to step here and help take that over. Correct. Or help I, and, work on that.
2: And, and to your point, I do think he stepped a little wide because they barely brushed shoulders. Right. On his Correct. way past, and if this is supposed to be a double team, right? I want his shoulder on, on the opponent's helmet almost right. that way, you're shoulder to shoulder with your partner, and there's no way that he's going to be able to split the two of you, right? right? So, I do think it was a little wide, but again, mm-hmm. that's splitting hairs. That it, yep. if, if this is a double team, that's splitting hairs. Problem was, yep. there was no double team,
1: yep. Now, here's the other part of it yes, he stepped too wide, but if Josh Lug does what we think he should have done. He should have been there. So these two guys, so this is Jarrett Patterson and, and, and Zeke Carell are going to work together here mm-hmm. for this guy and that guy. These two have that guy and that guy, and the back has that guy. That's basically how it works on an outside zone. So you're going to be stretching. It's a fa- it's a slow swipe play, which means you're working laterally. It's a, it's a developing play, and what you want to do here is you want to get a really good wide push here to Correct. change – Sort of where the read is going to happen because you'll you'll see at times where a back will make a cut out here, and he's cutting behind the center, right? Yeah. And that's what it's that's how the play is. Right. is a lot of times is going to go and,
2: and and the point is it's everything's supposed to go that direction, mm-hmm. right? And it's supposed to be a one cut by the running back, right? And go one cut right. and go.
1: So what happens here is Blake Fisher steps outside, and he is expecting help from Josh Lugg. The problem is Josh Lug steps. And if you watch the play from the tight copy, you it's like Josh Lug never looks at the end. He's looking upfield, and I showed Vince this play, he's looking upfield the entire time. So it's like he has no thought yeah. of I'm yep. going here, which tells me there was a pre-snap miscommunication between mm-hmm. these two on who, who was working with mm-hmm. who. Right. And if those two get this block, I mean, this play – they are lined up how this how this should oh, be run now absolutely. they had a they had a like their their rover fire like their rover over here yes. came on a fire and ends yep. up tackling or helping Correct. to tackle audric estimate yeah it was but like their nickel or their whatever but yeah right. right it shouldn't have mattered because what happens is this guy right here basically comes through and for and stops audric estimate and forces him to make a vertical cut Five which allows the, the back, crasher right. right here to help make the play Correct. never should have he happened. Slows he him up. Audrick should be making his cut way out here is yes. where he should be making his cut. Right. But you never get that push outside because of the tight end to have a great block, but then these two guys right here uh, just no concept of working together on this play. Correct. And it's it's one of those things Vince where you're you're, you're, you're your first drive is going. You know, you're you're coming down, you you you've got good some good movements so going so far on that first drive. I mean, Notre Dame got into Marshall territory on each of their first two drives. You know you've had a you know five yard pass and then another five yard pass for first down. You had just come off a play where you gained sixteen yards. You go first and ten because Jaden Thomas doesn't run a good route, and then you come back the next play and it's second and ten, and all of a sudden, bam, minus one, and you're now you're now in third and yeah. eleven. Yeah, yep. These are drive killers, man. Yeah. You can't allow the defensive tackle
2: free reign in your backfield. I right. mean especially on this play I mean especially on this play yeah every single run play with the exception of you know double wing triple option where you're running inside veer okay the tackle is accounted for right and the tackle wasn't accounted for and it's that's not how they drew it up and and again like you said it goes back to communication and we talked about this last week I feel like a bit of a broken record at this point about the lack of communication from the offensive line. And we're like, okay, you know, they got a week to get it better. You know, all of these different things because Marshall's going to bring stunts. And they're going to do, they're going to watch the Ohio State film and they're going to do a lot of what Ohio State did. They have to be able to communicate. This is even worse, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than what we saw last week. And, I'm, yeah. and I, I am referencing this one play. But at the same time, it shows a lack of communication. But it's also, there were no stunts. There were no twists it, the guy was right in front of you, and you both on ran right by. Him. Play, right. On this particular exactly. play. On this particular play. Yeah, he didn't
1: like slant way inside. And, right. You know, and then he and was then probably Josh more surprised than anybody else that nobody blocked him. Hold Nobody's blocking me. He's, he's like,
2: all the. <laughs> the only other time you'll see a, a guy
1: like that get not blocked is if they're running power read. Bingo. And and he's the guy that they're reading.
2: and uh, Right. Or right. or you've got like a trap play where all of a right. sudden there's going to be a guy that's going to earhole him. Tight end whams
1: down on him. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But that's exactly, it. You, right. Just, this is just a failure to communicate and execute, yes. and and th- that stuff can be fixed relatively quickly with work and leadership and you know just time sure. together. Sure. But it, you, you, what bothers me is I I don't know who's making this call, but you got a 60 year senior there at exactly. right guard, hundred percent, and and he was a part of a lot of these miscues. Now, whether it's yeah. somebody else calling or whatever, but like you got to know, I guarantee you, a Zach Martin, Quentin Nelson. If somebody else is responsible for making a call, they're going to see, hey, no, 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 no. that ain't right. I can because you can see out of the corner of your eye that dude's inside of you. So, because like what will happen is, uh, let's pull that playback up, Vince. Because he, here, here's the thing: why the communication is so important. Okay, <laughs> so if if this player right here. And this is why it's properly committed. So he is clearly inside of Blake Fisher right here. Okay. Clearly inside. However, if he is lined up out here, Vince, then Josh Lug is stepping to the call, but he is thinking now I'm getting to the second level, right? Because that guy's outside, but you still got to step to it with some sense of if this guy slants inside. So like what could happen in that instance, Vince, is let's say the end is out here. Outside five technique, outside shoulder of Blake Fisher. All right. What could happen is you could get a stunt where he crashes here and this guy comes out over top. So sure, Josh sure. still has to be aware of that guy crossing Blake's face. And now I've got to work together. But if that guy is lined up outside and stays outside, then I am going to quickly work upfield like he did on this particular play and, and get to that guy. So, but, but the other thing too is if he blocks this correctly and these guys stay on this double team and work. What ends up happening is Jarrett Patterson comes down and just crashes the mic, which yes. is what he's supposed to do. Cause what happened was this guy is slanted here. And so Zeke basically takes him over and, and he, so he goes away. So as soon as Jarrett yep. sees that guy cross Zeke's face, he knows. He goes straight to the gone, next level. I'm which gone. Which is what
2: you're supposed to do. And that's yes. what he did.
1: And he crashes yep. the mic. <clears throat> if these two guys get their double team, correct. What's going to end up happening is Jared's going to take that guy. And the, and and as this guy comes and shows color, they're going to crash. They're going to take him. And yes. now you got everybody blocked. And there's a chance for something big there. Correct. Right. And instead, so he barely got back to the line of scrimmage. He, he, no, he didn't. It was a minus one. Was it a minus one? It was okay. a minus one. You Thought went from was second he- and 10 to third and 11. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know, so those are just times where, like, that's where the failure to execute comes from a failure to communicate. And those are the things that we saw yesterday that proved really problematic for this football mm-hmm. team. And those are the things that have to get have right. to get fixed, Vince, in in order to 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 get better. And you know, I, I do think that we we talked earlier too, some of the things that I need to see from this football team too is we need to see the, the receiver position is is still problematic from a fundamental oh my gosh. standpoint. Yes. And and I wanna and again that's you can talk about they don't have players bull. Every kid that's played yesterday at receiver other than Matt Salerno was a four-star recruit coming into high school, right? Now, again, those aren't end-all, be-alls, as I've said a million times, but there's kids that can play, and there's kids that were on the sidelines that can play. But this is an example of – this is how team – we said this all last week. Vince, I don't know if you guys talked about this on on your show, but we talked about it plenty of times. Teams are going to do this right here until you make them pay for it. Absolutely. This, there is no one that can help him right there against Lorenzo Styles. No one. That is a one-on-one play. Yep. And we saw this multiple times. And so what Marshall did yesterday that I really liked, Vince, is as you can see from their alignment, especially the field, they're playing outside leverage against Notre Dame. And they did a lot of head-up to outside leverage. And, and you can see up here, it's a little harder to see, but that's his inside foot. To me, it looks like his inside foot is kind of up on Brayden Lindsey's lead foot, right? The lead foot's the one in front. That to me tells me that's that's head up to outside leverage is what that tells me, which means they're gonna they want to funnel you back inside, right? Correct. So what the Notre Dame receivers were doing on these plays is they were just stuttering and then just releasing outside, and the Marshall players were just riding them out of bounds. Yep. And so what Notre Dame players need to do exactly. They need to give like a little hard jab and then work outside. And as soon as that guy like stresses outside immediately, and as soon as that guy op- opens up to work outside, you slip underneath them, get vertical, and then get back on top. Get back on your stem, stack them, right. And we weren't seeing that. We were. It's it's almost like there are times, Vince, and this is what makes me think that that some of these guys weren't route options. There were times when I was coaching. And I don't know if you guys did this uh, at your places, but there were times where. It was an outside, no matter what, release because there are times when a guy is a decoy, sure. right? Where you look, Absolutely. we are throwing this route and we need you to take the top off of this. We can't have that corner opening up because what will happen is I got something coming across the field, and if, you know, and I need you to run that corner off because we think we're getting this play action look here, we think we're going to get those linebackers down or the safety down and we're going to run it. We're going to run a route behind that, that linebacker. If it's like a cover one. And so I need, I need you to get that corner. Cause what could happen is if that, if you release inside that corner opens up and covers you inside and all of a sudden his line of sight takes him right to that drag. Correct. Right. And he may, he may see that. And so you want to get an outside only release on him. Or you may be doing some other concept where you're trying to get width because you're opening up an outcut, like a quick outcut from your side. So there's all types of different things where you say, hey, look, I need you on this particular play. If they're playing up, their alignment is taking you out of the play. That's cool. But we're going to then take this flat, this, this guy out of the play as well with you. And sometimes it was obvious that when Braden Lynch was getting ridden out of bounds, that that's what it looked like they were doing. is – he had to go outside because he needs to make sure that corner turns outside because they've got a couple quick outcuts coming to him, and you don't want that corner sitting on those routes and driving on those routes. So, not every time a receiver gets ridden out of bounds, it's, you know, oh, gee, why did he take an outside release? Sometimes it's, hey, you got to take that outside release. But if you're an, an option, you have to be able to, if that guy's taking his, your outside away with his alignment, you've got to be able to stretch it, widen them, and then dip up inside of them, then stack them. And a quarter quarterback's got to be able to see that. We weren't seeing that yesterday Vince from, from the Notre Dame receivers. And that's a problem for me. I mean, that's, it's a, it's a continued problem that we're seeing from this football team.
2: And that outside release that you were talking about, you know, and we can use Braden Lindsay as an example, that's been the outside release move for the last five years. Right. And there's no jab inside, you know, there's no nothing. And it, Plays right into the hand of a DB who wants you to go outside and they ride you outside and or cut your splits down.
1: I mean, that's that's what coaches need to do, Vince. Cut your splits down
2: if that's going to be your only move. Yes, then cut your split down so you have more room and you're not eliminating part of the field for your quarterback to throw the football. I mean, that's the biggest problem is when you're running tight to the sideline and the quarterback wants to throw you the ball, there's hardly any place to put that ball, right? That's the biggest problem.
1: Yes, agree. The other problem that was happening in the past game, Vince, was a lack of spacing. There was a severe lack of spacing yesterday. And this right here did not happen only once. This is this when the quarterback work. is throwing the football. Correct. I mean, this this is just this is the play that Tyler Buckner threw out of bounds. Uh Braden Lindsay mm-hmm. made a, actually a and nice fourth down. On the ball, but he gets yeah, down, but he gets thrown up. And how does He's, this happen on fourth down? Right. Got two guys falling down, and 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 another guy just and the, the Jaden Thomas's route on this, he ran it like he had no clue what he was doing. Either that, or he just didn't care. Yeah. I will never, I don't think I've never will never question Jaden Thomas's whether he cares or not. I, I'll never question that. I have no reason to question that. So it tells me he didn't know what he was doing. And just to see this kind of stack right here, Vince is an incredibly problematic. And we saw that several times. There was a, a play where. Lorenzo Styles caught a ball, and him and Jaden Thomas were both reaching for the ball. Do you remember that play in the second half? I think it was the fourth quarter. And it's like, why are you two standing side by side? You and I just kind of looked at each other during the game like, what the heck is going on? Right. Those type of things just can't keep happening. It's like, say, well, it's just game two. Well, it was game two for Marshall, and it didn't happen to Marshall. So why does this keep happening to Notre Dame? And so those are just the things that you know when, when when you look at what's kind of happening in this game, Vince, those things have to get corrected. Absolutely. Now let's get to some of the execution mistakes. There were some execution and read mistakes as well. and I'm gonna pull one up now. And these are the things where young quarterbacks have to learn. Now I don't I don't think we're gonna get ha- we're not gonna see Tyler Buckner have an opportunity for a while to learn from this. if what I'm hearing is true, right. but we're gonna we're gonna draw this stuff up anyway. Because it's missed opportunities. This is a play. I believe this was a fourth quarter throw. This was a third down, and and again, Marshall was daring Notre Dame to beat them off the field. Now, pre snap, Vince, they basically have a four verts concept called here by Notre Dame. So, uh, a four verts concept for any team that properly knows how to run four verts is going to be is going to look like this, right? It's going to kind of look like this, meaning you've got vertical releases by everybody, but everybody also has options to stop. Okay. Mm -hmm. So on this particular play, since it is a two by two, everybody's working up a seam to outside. Now this guy is going to release on a vertical. And if this corner bails, he's going to stop about 10 yards and you hit him and catches it. And he just, he goes this, this guy right here has basically an option to get vertical. And if this guy stays over top of him, then he's going to get to about 12 to 15 and just break it off on a quick option route. Same thing here with this guy and same thing here with this guy. This is the ball where Braden Lindsay goes this way and Tyler Buckner throws it out here to no one. Now what happened with Tyler on this play? I guarantee it. Vince is he saw the cornerback about seven, eight yards off the ball squaring inside. He's thinking this guy's bailing at the snap. And I'm throwing it underneath and I'm throwing it underneath. Okay, based on the pre-snap, I understand that. Right. And then also the safety here is playing inside of number two. And then this safety down here is clearly got his focus here. So what that tells Tyler is I'm going to the field. This is one of the few times they threw a field throw. And it's the proper read. So he's so if this guy goes here, then Tyler knows he's looking there. Okay. And if this guy stays here, which he does, then I know I'm looking there. That's the read. OK, so at the snap of the ball, the cornerback actually sits. Braden Lindsey properly runs right by right. him. Yep. If Tyler Buckner reads that correctly, this is a 43 yard touchdown to Braden Lindsey. An easy 43 yard yeah. touchdown. To easy Braden pitch Lindsay. and catch. And again, mistake um, uh, that a young quarterback's going to make, but it costs you. Right, for sure. Got to be able to get this kid. This is a pretty simple read, to be honest with you, that you need to hit Vince. And that's just that's one of many examples yesterday where we just saw this this group that just it was always something. It was a quarterback making a mistake, it was the receivers stopping. I I could I could pull you up five or six plays yesterday on third downs where the receivers just stopped. Yeah. The play we're talking about earlier with Brayden Lindsey. Or with uh, Lorenzo Styles just kind of slowing up, never looking back for the ball. That was a third down. That was a third down where he never looks for the football, Vince. Yeah, and those are the type of things that we saw way too much of yesterday. I agree. And
2: and and this particular one, and I'm not. I'm just kind of. I'm not even playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying. These are the quote unquote mistakes that I anticipated from Tyler Buckner sure. because, it's, because he's a first year starter.
1: To a degree, but all verts is kind of like, you know, right. day one install type. No, no, stuff, no. I know? agree
2: with you, but it doesn't surprise me that he missed a read. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that sure. stuff I could explain right. away.
1: For and sure. that's what we're, that's what we're, well, it, but we're explaining it. And, and yes. if this was the only, like, here's the thing. If this was the only stuff that was plaguing Notre Dame, Exactly. I'd be okay because that's like, we the point can I correct was this stuff. Correct, but these type of things. Here's another example of you talk about execution and missed opportunities. There's less than 30 seconds to go in this first <laughs> half. Yeah, Notre Dame's down nine to seven, and Brayden Lindsey has flat out torched the Marshall defense. This should have been six. Yes, this should have been a 73 yard touchdown, and Tyler just missed him. Yeah, those are the mistakes you can't make he climbs the he does Tyler did everything right up to that point Mm -hmm. he he let the route develop he kept his eyes downfield he climbed the pocket and he just missed yeah gotta hit this throw again we can look at this stuff and say hey this gets fixed with experience but the reality is Vince I'm sorry this is the one that I had a hard time with because you can't—I don't care how you're a freshman or a senior or anything in between. When a guy is this wide open, you can't miss. Well, just, you just like we can't burned, miss.
2: You remember? You remember last year when Cone missed a wide open Braden Lindsey in the end zone? You remember that one? It was early on in the season, and it was a go route, and he overthrew him. Against, or no, no, Lindsey dropped it. Lindsay dropped against it against Toledo what
1: or Purdue. Which he, he, I forget which one it was. Yeah. Lindsay dropped it. Is what he it against was against Toledo. So yeah. it wasn't
2: on the quarterback, but at the same time, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta gotta you, You've got to make you got right. to make that play, got to make those plays wide open. You have got to make that play. I mean, and so, Lindsay's
1: yeah, I mean, Lindsey's open. You've got to yes, make that play, and and those right. are some of the missed opportunities events that we saw from the offense yesterday, where you're just like, you know, this stuff, this stuff can't happen, man. Like yeah. you you can't you can't have these kind of misses and these kind of mistakes. And so, I mean, the the encouraging thing to a degree is that that stuff can get cleaned up, but. You just you, you you can't have, I mean th- there were so many things yesterday, Vince, that you look at and say, would have could have should us, But what bothers me is that what was happening was so much of this was just about not competing, you yes. know, not having urgency. Those t- kind of things that I just showed the the mistakes by Tyler. There were other mistakes where you know guys need to make catches and they don't make the catches and they're not executing a blocking. All that kind of stuff can get corrected, but when you're getting when the game was on the line and you get picked off because your receiver doesn't fight for the football on a ball that yeah he shouldn't have thrown it there. It was a, it was an execute it was a read mistake by Tyler, but that ball shouldn't get picked off ever, ever, All right, ever. Like I would not play a kid who got picked off in that situation at receiver. I would not play him again like that next week. No, no, no. Till you show me you want, you really want to be out here and compete. I'm not playing you. Right. Like because the game was on the line and that cornerback from freaking Marshall wanted the ball more than you did. Yep. You know, you know who wants to compete for that ball? Every receiver sitting on the bench that's just waiting on his opportunity yesterday. You're telling me Tobias Merriweather can't get out fought for a football. Of course he can. You know what I mean? So you can't tell me well this guy knows what he's doing cuz I did not see that from Jaden Thomas yesterday. I'm sorry I'm picking on Jaden, but he had a really bad game yesterday. Yeah, he did. Because I saw no urgency from him. I I he, saw very he little had opportunities, from
2: him. man. He had opportunities. He did. And I need to
1: see that. I need to see that. And so when that's a mistake when your quarterback's getting picked off cuz he gets baited into a throw, but even getting baited, if he has a sense of urgency, that's a coaching problem as just as much as it's a player problem because we saw way too much yesterday. And and those type of things are – when those things are happening, Vince, it's a bigger problem than just you got a young quarterback that's got to learn from those mistakes. Number one, he's made that mistake before. Did you watch the Virginia Tech game last year? Right? You shouldn't be making that mistake again. But if Agreed. you just play with urgency, you're not making that mistake. Your ball's getting batted down. It's not getting picked off. If your receiver just wants to compete for the football, Vince, it may not be a catch, but it's certainly not a pick six, and the game is over. Right. And that's the stuff that bothered me when you're getting out fought by Marshall. You got a whole different problem than, than inexperience, because experience does not is not you don't gain compete desire to compete from experience. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. And and that's that's my issue that we saw yesterday, Vince. Yeah. Defensively. I don't know if I would say that I feel the same way about the defense. The defense. The problem from the defense was execution. Yes. Some concerns about um, not being fully aware of what they're doing, but I think the usage was a problem for me too, Vince. And the, the biggest thing for me is Notre Dame has a relatively undersized defensive line that they seem to be asking them to eat up sp- space. Space a lot right, right and that is i mean there's a lot of times i'm seeing jason adamiola and howard cross and and jacob Lacey coming off the ball and just kind of sticking an arm in there just trying to hold their water and we've talked about this before during the offseason. you can't ask those guys to do that because they're 265 to 285 pounds and there was way too much that. and when they let those guys shoot gaps they were they were getting penetration they were making plays right and, and so to me, the, another thing is we were watching them play yesterday and, and all of a sudden they come out in these different types of looks and it's like you've got Jason Adamiola, Justin Adamiola playing big end and then not, next place lined up at Mike and Riley Mills is playing three technique and then the next yeah. thing he's doing here and and we've heard a lot from the linebackers and now Golden talking about, I want these guys to know every position. These are flipping college kids, right? And that was a, kind of a concern he had at the time. It's like well, I hope that they – you know, can learn something, and I think that experiment has failed, and they need to go back to Vince, and you had said this before the show when we were talking. You've got to make sure kids know one thing first right. before you ask them to learn three things. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And look, do their does their skill set offer you know, positive things that at multiple positions. Sure. Talent wise, it makes sense. Yes. And we've talked about that in the past too. When it comes to recruiting, you want to recruit guys that can play multiple positions. Positional flexibility is huge. No doubt about it, but you need to be really, really good at one position before I need you to be able to be serviceable at others. And right now being serviceable at other positions is the ceiling at the moment. That's not okay. That's not okay. That is not where we need to be with this defense. Mm-hmm. So I think that's but part you of the do problem. Have, like,
1: Maris Lufau is talented. Right. But we said during the offseason, this is a kid with 20 career tackles, like 20-some right. career tackles. Right. And now you're asking him to learn multiple positions. No, put him at will, let him master will, and then once he gets that down, you do something else. Right. And, and to me, right. they're, they're asking these kids to do a lot, to, a lot, a lot more. We, one of the questions we asked during the week last week was, well, we're going to find out if Al Golden, could put a game plan together in a week. And I didn't like the game plan. Yeah. They were playing Marshall Vince in, in a, in a strange way. Like they were giving Marshall a little bit of ground to run. We right. talked about how we wanted to see them be aggressive. And they weren't aggressive. They were uh, giving up the inside the whole game against a quarterback with a, not a very strong arm. You want to make him throw the ball outside, make him throw distance, which is what Marshall did to Notre Dame. Right. And so those type of things you look at and say, boy, I, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand the game plan. I don't like that they're asking these guys to do a lot of different things, which clearly they can't do. And maybe they couldn't practice, but they can't in game. So go back to letting these kids learn the one thing that they can do. Right. And so to me, defensively, the other problem was, and I, don't, and I don't think it was a schematic thing. I think it was an execution thing. They got out leveraged all, well, it was oh. both, all night long. Lie, and every time lie. Marshall needed a play, they knew we can do something to get to the flat. So we're going to show you a couple examples here uh, of, of what we're talking about here. This is a particular play where Marshall is simply running an RPO, right? And it's here, and they're running a bubble screen here, and it's just that. It's It's simple, simple, simple football. Yep. This is this, this is not a scheme problem. It's funny this that is you bring. A, go ahead, Vince. Up because remember, I talked about
2: the uh, the route recognition. We were talking mm-hmm. about it on the phone, and this is a perfect example of that because it was just a slow recognition to what was going on. Right, and I, I'll let you kind of talk it through, and then people will see the slow recognition of this yep. play.
1: Now what happens two things happen here is is this play what you're what you're teaching your guys is to not get beat outside. And so what happens here this is Ramon Henderson and he comes down and he gets blocked by this by this guy and and what happens is, is he allows that guy to get hit to his outside. And so this linebacker can't get out there to make that play and the cornerback ends up or the safety ends up coming from here I believe and making this play. But you should not get out leveraged here Vince. Right. You are outside of this guy. This right. guy's off the ball. He needs to crash here and force that back inside, which I, th- I if I remember correctly, I think he actually he kind of worked out here, then got blocked out. So the cornerback did a really good job of getting off the block. That was his mistake. But this is a thing where – and we've seen Tariq Bracey do this multiple times already this year where a bubble screen comes, and all he does is fly right through the outside shoulder yes. of the blocker and blows the guy up and forces it back inside where his help is because yeah. all your help is here. This is where right. all your flipping help is coming from. Not where, outside. Where you don't have help is here. All you have is a sideline right? out there. Right. Yeah. And so that was one of those things where it was a mistake, but even then they because of like this, I don't know what was going on in here, but they I mean they were just the there was a play where the quarterback rolls out and he just kind of jogs for like <laughs> a 6-yard, 7-yard gain. Like what is happening right now? Like that guy just jogged for 6 yards against this Notre Dame defense. Like mm-hmm. w- what is happening right now? And 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 or they would just kind of throw a little swing or they would just do something to easily get the ball outside. And then the last play wow. and this is basically the game was on the line, Vince, mm-hmm. was this play right here. This is the 3rd and 9. Isn't so it? Riley yep. Mills had just blown up the previous play. Just yes. gets off great block destruction, backs in space. If Riley doesn't make that play, that guy is outside. He is out the gate. Riley makes the play, and it's third and was a third and nine, right? Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame is up 12. twelve. They've pinned. John Sod has pinned Marshall back inside their ten again. Yes.
2: 6 yard line
1: is where they and started. It's third this drive. and nine. Yeah, they ran a friggin' bootleg on third and nine. And so this guy runs. He does something over here, Vince. I forget what route he ran. This guy is just going to come underneath and run and a simple right little there. slide route. It is. And they did that football all day long. And no so what happens? Nothing is with it. Maris steps down here. Now I think they're in man coverage here, okay? Because this is this guy here tries to chase, and he's playing man coverage. This guy comes out here, and and what made this play so bad, Vince? is the guy that was supposed to be covering him stopped. He bit so hard on the run action on third and nine that he stopped and went back in here, and Marist had no concept of that guy coming backside. None. And so when this ball gets thrown, when this guy gets outside, Marist and Ramon Henderson basically both stop and are peeking into the backfield. And this guy comes wide open for the easiest third-nine conversion I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not I'm I'm being a bit hyperbolic, but it's in the conversation. Yeah, and this is with the game on the line, and mm-hmm. so for all the things we've said about the defense, you know they've played well, and they're you know they're not the reason they're losing to a degree. That's true, but this is Vince is now the second game in a row, correct? Second game in a row where you had a chance to get off the field on third and nine, and if they're punting from here, at worst. You're getting the ball. at your own 40 yard line with another chance to go punch it in. Absolutely. And,
2: and you know, you're ahead at this time, right?
1: Right. You're winning all- in the fourth yes. quarter. You're, you have a
2: fourth quarter lead of 15 to 12. Correct. Correct. And all you have to do is get them off the field. That's it. That's all you got to do. And they couldn't do it. 94 yard yep. drive. They go up 1915. That's. Not, it's just not good. Again, and I said it last night, but you, you in two games in a row, one was Ohio State, one was Marshall, but you gave up two 90-plus-yard drives mm-hmm. when that could have been the turning point in the game. Yeah. If you get them off the field, the game is over. You win. You win the game. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't do it. So for as well as they played or didn't play at the beginning of the game or throughout the entire game with about nine minutes left in the game, All you have to do is get them off the field, and we're still super critical about the game. Sure, and we're we're, we're, sure we're always right. But I'd much rather be super critical
1: after a win of an ugly win over Marshall than an ugly loss. Because
2: we were last year over like Toledo and all of those other things, right? So you get them off the field, there you win the game, period.
1: Yep. Because I think the offense had
2: momentum. We think, I
1: don't, I I mean, we think, right. right? But there's still, there's still a decent amount of time left in the game at that point in time.
2: But the bottom line is you don't. You could have thrown the pick six on the very next drive, right? Right. But then if the pick six happens,
1: it's 19 to 15, not 26 to 15.
2: Exactly. It's not the backbreaker and game over. So, yes, absolutely.
1: Those are the kind of things we saw in this game, Vince. I thought the tackling was really suspect as well. There was way too many guys looking to knock out, have knockouts. Yes. Missed
2: tackles written right there. Yes. Way too
1: many guys looking for big hits and not enough guys looking to wrap up and tackle. Right. And the linebacker play to me, Vince, too, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, the linebackers looked really uncertain of themselves throughout this game, which is why I think they started just crashing and just sending them on run stunts because then they could at least fly downhill. And when they were flying downhill on run stunts, they were relatively effective. Sure, but they were just—they were allowing themselves to get mm-hmm. eat up, Vince. Because I just don't think there was a lot of confidence on. Okay, what? Where am I going? What am I doing? What am I supposed to do yeah. here? They need to. And when you're they, hesitant, yeah. When, when you're, you're hesitant get as a
2: linebacker, you're done. Yeah, you're, you're done because you're going to accept blocks. You're going to be into blocks. You're not going to be. It's just you can't be hesitant as a linebacker. You have to trust yep. your eyes. You have to trust right. your keys, and you got to come. You got to right. come now. And too many times, I yep. saw linebackers running into the pile. Yeah, you know, running in and just. Yep. You're taking yourself out of the play at that point because if the running back runs into the pile, you're good. You you don't need to run into the pile. That doesn't do any good. I
1: thought Marshall's O-line did a great job of of sticking on their first-level combos and then coming off late because the Notre Dame linebackers never forced them to come off those combos and then they right. would kind of get off on them. And then that's where the, the, the room was opening up. Right. I thought they did a really bad job mm-hmm. of getting outside leverage. They were allowing themselves to get reached way too much. And, and again, credit to the Marshall offensive lineman for doing a really good job of, of coming up and, and, and working there. I mean, they worked their feet really well and they had what two returning starters in their, in their offensive line, yeah. you know? So, Hey, so much for that whole experience thing. And so you know, and the other thing too that I really liked about what Marshall did too, Vince, is they never they stayed patient with their game plan. You know, they just they they knew they had some stuff, but they didn't waste it all early. They hey, look, they yeah. they waited. Hey, when we need a play, that's when we're going to go to this. Yeah,
2: it's funny, you say and, that but too. there was
1: so much just bad execution, like the the double pass that Marshall was desperate at that point in time. Yes, they were desperate, like you because Notre Dame had been stopping them. Um, you know, the offense for Notre Dame was kind of getting rolling. And you have two guys, Maris Luefow and Jordan Patelho, Pacey stop and let the guy throw it, as opposed to pursuing. And then one guy stops, and then the other guy goes underneath, and then the corner doesn't get off the block, and that guy just kind of scoots outside. That's terrible yeah. execution. Yep. Terrible execution. But we saw way too much of that on Saturday. Way too much of that. Because the secondary had covered that play up. And it, it was yep. covered. That's why he didn't throw it. I mean, right.
2: He made the right call. But he's like, oh, wow, I can just run the ball and get yep. plenty of yards. And that's yep. what happened. Yeah. That,
1: and and that was the disappointing thing for me when your safeties yeah. are coming downhill with more aggressive. And I'm not talking about speed because safeties are always going to come down with more speed because they're coming from more distance. Right. But with aggressiveness, like your best blitz of the night was by a backup safety and Ramon right. Henderson. Now, I yep. say that that sounded very disrespectful to me and that because there's a heavy rotation. So, I mean, the, the twos are. But you know what I mean? Like, he's not a starter for you, and that was your best blitz of the night. Like, that's That's problematic. It's well-timed. I mean,
2: it was was a good blitz.
1: Yes, but we didn't see enough of that. And so, to me, I think there were some schematic things that that Notre Dame didn't protect the edge a lot in this game. We said coming into the game, we said this coming into the game, Marshall's going to throw the quick game a ton. Got to take it away. No. And Notre Dame let them have the quick game all day by by scheme. Yes, I mean, by that was yes. their scheme. They were and, well, giving up the inside. Plan. Now there were some execution problems, right? Like sure. ben, Benjamin Morrison kind of bites on an outside move too early. Like sure. that's, the, but that was because they were they were being aggressive. The way they were asking them to play, it's like you shouldn't jump on an outside move like that. You should. You want their quarterback to throw the ball outside. And there was a lot of times where, like Cam Hart was getting beat inside on slant cuts. And it just was like overall the whole game, they were allowing Marshall way yeah. too much inside. That's where this quarterback is is going to be successful because he doesn't have a big arm. So the fact that they didn't come in to take away the quick throws, which we talked about in multiple shows last week, right. very troubling to me, Vince. Yeah, very because troubling. It was,
2: it was obvious watching their film that that's yes. going to be their game plan. Yes, I mean take away the was.
1: inside throwing lanes. Right. Be aggressive with your coverage yep. scheme so you don't allow them to to execute those quick game that quick game. Right, and make that quarterback throw it outside and then yep. be aggressive up front by allowing. Because what we also said last week is Marshall has a big offensive line. That's something we also said last week. They had like three guys over three ten in the starting lineup. Notre Dame has an undersized defensive line. Why are you not using your athleticism to your advantage in that matchup? Right. And that's also something that it bothered me. So Marshall the entire game, Coach Huff the entire game, they were using their strengths against Notre Dame. Aggressive secondary. We said, we said they had some long rangey kids on the second and third level that could play. They used that to their advantage. They attacked with those kids downhill all night. They were the more aggressive team. Oh schematically. Yeah. yeah. Now, offensively, Notre Dame was actually pretty aggressive. They took a lot of deep shots on Saturday. They just didn't hit them. And sometimes it's because of pressure. I've never seen a quarterback take more deep shots and get hit in the face than I've seen from Tyler Buckner's first two games. Yeah, all that. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, kudos to Marshall. They saw Notre Dame's weaknesses and said, we're going to exploit them. We're going to make them beat us with the things they don't do well. The problem I had is that Notre Dame didn't take advantage of that. And on the other side of the ball, Notre Dame did not do that to Marshall. They yeah. did not say we're going to take away because what Notre Dame's game plan was, we're going to take away your run game, which is the only thing we're scared of, with numbers and leverage, and then the stunts. Notre Dame did not take away what Marshall does best, and that that was a problem for me, Vince. Yeah. And so that's um those are the things that we saw from breaking down the film against yep, Marshall. It was a fr- it was a very frustrating it's a very frustrating watch, Vince. <laughs>
2: It, yeah, if I didn't have to do it for for uh, this wonderful show and, and uh, for this wonderful job, there's no way I would have rewatched that film. No. But there are many times that we have as coaches had to go back and break down film of games where we just stunk. Yep. And, you know, you got to do it because you have to learn. That's the key. You have to learn from the film. And I'm hoping that the players, the coaches, everybody dives into this film and they learn. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't just go out there and show up. You have to game plan, right? And it didn't feel like the defensive game plan was geared towards stopping Marshall. It was just, hey, let's just work on some stuff and, you know, whatever. It was very frustrating to me because the one place we gave an A to last week was the game plan defensively. Sure. You know what I mean? And it just didn't feel like that was the case this time around.
1: Yeah. Which is so, kind of what we wondered. Yeah, is this right. a situation where you had all offseason to get ready for your game plan against against yeah. Ohio State? But how would you do if you only had a week to prepare? Right, and and that was that was the concern for me, Vince, yeah, in, no in, in this regard. So we do have a couple super chats we want to get to. As we have said before, the upon further review and the post game show are not really Q and A shows. Right. But if people give Super Chats, we'll read them. So we've got a couple Absolutely. of those we're going to bring up here today. Nick Lane with a Super Chat. Thank you, Nick. He said, Nick says, don't give up on Buckner, everybody. He just needs a better teacher. You guys got the best Notre Dame YouTube channel out here. Thank you, Nick, Thank Nick. very, very much. And no, nobody should be giving up on Tyler Buckner. And I'm very frustrated by some of my friends texting me. Oh, he's not the answer. I'm like, after he may not be. After two games, though? Right. After two games? Come on, man. Michael S. With a super chat, thank you, Michael. Great show. You explain the art of football extremely well. One of the reasons I watch your channel, good work. Michael, thank you very, very much. Appreciate that, Michael. Uh, McKay Rippy with a super chat. Thank you very, very much for that. You see he's got the dude from Kung Fu Panda down there. <laughs> Master right. Shifu. That's oh, look beautiful. at you. Yep. That's one of my favorite movies with my, <laughs> to watch with my wife. We love Kung Fu Panda. That is hilarious. Um, it's very well done. Michael S. with a super chat. Michael says, do you think Marcus Freeman has the grit to be tough a la Holtz uh, to demand the toughness and execution that's missing? I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I think so. I think so. But again, here's the thing about Marcus Freeman. And, and, and you know, I, I haven't lost faith in Marcus Freeman, but the plan he had in place has not worked. Right. Let's find out if he is going to fix it or change it or not. Correct. And that's what we're going to learn. And so uh, do I think he has the, the grit to be tough? Yeah. Look, I've seen Mark. I've seen Marcus Freeman get fired up before. Oh, I've yeah. heard stories about Marcus Freeman getting fired mm-hmm. up before with his yep. players. Yep. I don't think that's the issue. He's just always a player's coach. I don't think that's a problem. I, don't, I think the practices are pretty demanding. I don't think it's, he's not out there like singing Kumbaya out, guys. Like, okay, I said I know you saw what you saw in the video and all that kind of stuff, but that's not really what's going on. I just think the plan didn't work and, th- and there's got to be a greater sense of accountability with certain yep. folks. Yep. And I think he needs to put a little bit more of his stamp on it because at, at the end of the day, he's the one that's going to be held accountable. That's correct. Ryan Stewart the Super Chat. Ryan says, I was a student assistant at Boise State years ago. Justin Wilcox is the best DC I've worked with. Cal is going to be a problem for you guys. So obviously he's coming from another a fan of another team. Ryan, I don't know if you've watched our channel for very long, but no one that has watched our channel for very long is going to be surprised by your comment. We've been talking about this for a while, that Cal doesn't have a lot of talent, but Cal is a very well-coached football team defensively. We have been talking about that for a while. And, you know, getting his uh Peter Sermon's son, right, is has helped with their middle their their the the middle of their defense. And they have one of their safeties was a guy that I had on my Daniel Scott's, the guy that I Jackson Sermon's the other kid's name, but Daniel Scott's was on my all opponent team at safety. So they're they're a good football team. And they're they're a good football team. Let me rephrase. They're a good defensive football team. <laughs> make sure I'm clear. They scored 20 points on UNLV last week, which I'm not going to make fun of because I just watched Notre Dame score 15 on Marshall.
2: Yeah, right.
1: The point being, this is not going to be a battle of offensive football teams next week against Cal and, and uh, Notre Dame, which means the way that the 2022 season has gone, just in college football in general, uh, that it's going to be a 45-42 to 42 shootout. Because like, like, to me, the two most sure bets to make, and in, in, in if you're a better in the last two weeks, was... Notre Dame, the over/under on Notre Dame and Ohio State, and the over/under on Texas and Alabama. Those are, to me, the two most. And this is why I don't bet the two most sure things are the <laughs> over/unders on those games. And oh yeah, I lost. They didn't a lot. get to forty. They didn't get to forty. Right. No. I, yesterday, I, you know, I, I mean, lost. Man, I lost.
2: Bet. Now, I mean, I don't bet a lot, but I lost bad yeah. yesterday on my Notre yeah. Dame picks, and I made it back in the NFL today, but it was not good. I took the over both day, both times and both times i was very very let yeah. down
1: yep so that uh that to me vince is uh is uh was was problematic to me so no doubt uh to to see those but the point is yes they are gonna have good defense and honestly i would argue this is going to be the best coached defense that they will have faced so far from a fundamental standpoint which is saying something when you consider how well the Ohio State team but they have way more they have way better players than what Marshall has on well not way better that's disrespectful to Marshall who I've been telling people is a good team they have better players on defense than Marshall does for the most part like I said Daniel Scott best saf- second best safety I think Notre going to face this year of what we thought coming in the season Jackson Sherman, sure. really good middle linebacker uh, for them 17 tackles, 10 solo tackles in the first two games. uh Cal has ripped off has had 10 tackles for loss in the first two games. Uh, they've had five sacks in the first two games so again they're gonna they're gonna get after it. So we we're trust me this this is not a show where people be, will be surprised to hear uh, that uh that that uh Cal's gonna be well coached on defense and then we have a super chat from cmac cmac thank you very very much, Brian. If you got a 19 year old quarter, uh, quarterback starting two career games, it's an RPO QB. Why in the world is Reese taking him out of his biggest strength? Uh, time and time again, does he understand development? Look, I'm not going to comment on whether he does or doesn't understand the development. But CMC, this was kind of our frustration last night, right? Like, and this is what you know, Vince and I've talked talk, been talking about this all offseason is early in the year, you've got to get Tyler comfortable, correct? Doing what you know he can do. It means you got to you. We said, hey, look, if you got to run him 20 times against Ohio State to win, then you run him 20 times against Ohio State to win. But I remember people I remember it was time where I asked what would be the like first play you'd call and I'd say, I'm doing something where I'm getting Tyler out of the pocket. Like though Correct. when has Tyler been in his best this season so far, throwing the football. It's out of the pocket, finding right. guys open, off play action yep. stuff. Play action, RPO and, and type stuff. You're running play actions on Saturday where he's turning his back to the defense. I am not having a kid like him who's been in the shotgun his whole life running play actions where he's turning his back to the defense. You know, and so those are the type of things that that seem like I I don't understand. I, I I feel like they're trying to run three different offenses at once, and you know the the it they telegraph their their formations pretty a lot. Vince, I mean, when they're in certain three by ones, you kind of have a pretty high probability that a pass is being called. And Marshall figured that out pretty quickly. Yeah, Marshall figured out very quickly when Notre Dame is running it and when Notre Dame is throwing it, and it made them easier to defend. And and so. It's like we said, they're just, I just, I'm having a hard time figuring out the purpose. And I said this to somebody today, you know, in the past was Brian Van Gorder or Chip Long or Clark Lee or Mike Elko. It didn't matter who it was. If I had something I could disagree with, I could at least point to, this is what they were trying to do. And I just didn't agree with it. I don't know what they're trying to do. And that's very concerning for me. Because at least if you can identify, this is what he was trying to do. I didn't like it. It didn't work. And here's why it didn't work. But I get what he was trying to do. But I I don't I really don't understand what they're trying to do. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish with the run game. I don't understand what they're what they're trying to accomplish formationally and and all those type of things. I really don't. And and that's got to get that's got to get fixed. Right. So early in the year, it's got to get fixed and you're probably going to have a new quarterback moving forward. So now I'm even more concern because the one thing that you could rely on was when you needed a play to be made you could use number 12's legs correct runner or thrower and and open things up and and now you don't really have that so That's they're gonna good. have yeah. to fix some stuff cmac the offense real is look real, real quickly
2: it's gonna look and different they're gonna have to clean
1: some stuff up
2: they're gonna have to because you're right when they went down and scored and when the offense looked good it was on the shoulders of of tyler buckner and what he was able yeah. to do well and that again, like you mentioned, it was the most frustrating part of yesterday's game. I mean, no doubt about it. You all
1: right? Yeah, I, you know Joe Billick has been one of the more calm, rational posters we have, and I yeah. thought he just lost it. <laughs> so all I wrote was Brian Vince fu, and I'm like, whoa, oh. like, but he meant to say if. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, what did we say that made you go there? Oh, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, but yes, he, he said if you had to make an educated guess, how bad is the extent of Tyler Bunkner's injury? I just want to let people know this. That's not something I'm comfortable doing. That's not my wheelhouse. Right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical person. Every single injury I've ever been a part of as a coach was tell me how long he's going to be out. Right. Okay. And 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 and. That's not my business to release, until we know for a fact. We don't. All I'm going to say is I've heard it's going to. It might. It might be a bit, and that's as much as I'm comfortable saying. So I don't want to make an educated guess. Uh, We've done that before in the past, and I didn't feel comfortable with it, and it's just not what we're going to to be. To be completely honest with you, so I understand why people want to know that it's a big deal. I get it. I'm not mad at anybody for asking. I just want people to understand why we're just not going to comment on that. And, uh, you know. But that's, I think that's good. That's where we're because at. I, so, and there's nothing wrong about, with the question at all. No, there's it. not. Because believe it. me, I'm asking the
2: same question. But we'll find out officially tomorrow at noon when Marcus yeah. Freeman has his press conference. And right. it's noon, just. Yes. It's not. What's the word I'm looking for here? it's reckless in my, this is Vince talking to me. It's reckless to speculate on injuries on guys until we hear
1: about it. officially. Right. Now, if you have a you source and you want it, and it's a good source and you want to say it, <laughs> other outlets will do that. That's fine. And, and I'm problem with that that's their business. They can do that. It's not something I'm criticizing. It's just for me. It's just yeah. not something I'm comfortable with. Right. And that's all. Yeah, that's all. I just want to, like I said, I want to, I just want people to understand. And I'm not, like I said, not criticizing other outlets that may report on it. That's, I mean, it's, Everybody's got to make their own decisions. I just look at things right. differently as a coach and a former player uh, about those type of things. But uh, we'll find out tomorrow uh, yeah. around noon. I'm sure that'll be one of the first questions that gets asked. Oh, no of doubt. Coach Freeman tomorrow. he will probably,
2: probably say it. probably say before the questions asked. To be honest with you, right? Because he always kinds of gives gives a you know a little
1: opening comment. Yep. You know. And then tomorrow so. at one o'clock, Ryan Roberts and Sean Davis will get together, talk a little recruiting. And of course, they will talk about the games from the weekend. Six o'clock tomorrow night. Sean and Vince are going to be back together uh, to talk about Coach Freeman's press conference, and so we will know a lot more about Tyler Buckner's situation yes. then. And we'll have, and they'll be able to talk about it a lot more. So, and then of course we'll have a a lot of some People have asked me what what can be done. We're going to offer some suggestions here of some things that can be fixed right away, or some things that can be focused on, or some areas that need to be targeted right away. Um uh, t- tomorrow I'm going to have something on the defense and something on the offense about who I think needs to play moving forward and some changes they need to make in that regard. And so I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive into all that stuff here over the week. So we we will obviously preview Cal. We will give Cal respect, but we're going to probably do a couple things a little differently this week in order to allow us to to really focus on what some of those things need to be. And uh, so that's what our show is going to be. So every day, this Monday through Thursday, we'll have a one o'clock show in the afternoon. That'll be Ryan Roberts and Sean tomorrow. It'll be me and Ryan on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, Vince and Sean will be together Monday and Wednesday, correct? And then Jesse mm-hmm. will be with him Tuesday and Thursday. That's the that plan. Be our new lineup right now. at six p.m. Eastern on as part of the IB Nation Sports Talk. Also, we'll have shows next week from our crew at CFB Nation, right? The all of CFB Nation All America Podcast with Bill Bender and Bill Trochi of Atroche. Uh, of sporting news we'll have their shows as well they'll record tuesday and we'll put those up on wednesday so make sure you're checking cfb nation for the content that we put up over there so everybody thank you for joining us here on this wonderful sunday night and we appreciate all of you being here tonight uh make sure you sign up for the for the message boards at boards com. hit that like button hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell share this podcast if you're listening via podcast please give us a five-star review and of course uh we're gonna say this this week because I think that this needs to be said, but it's okay to be frustrated and upset and those type of things. But uh if you're a Notre Dame fan, you stay a Notre Dame fan, whether they win or lose. And uh we've seen some people bail and all this other kind of stuff, and it's it is what it is, but um See ya. You know, they're 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 gonna they're gonna get it turned around. We just don't know when. But I'll tell you yep. right now, Vince, it needs to happen pretty quickly, or this thing could get real ugly real fast. Cause yeah, it's gonna be another four games before there's a team that's gonna walk in the door and say, Hey, you can just kind of beat them by rolling the ball out. They could play exactly how they played against Marshall and still beat UNLV by a couple touchdowns. They're really, really bad. <laughs> but there's four teams before them that yeah, can beat you say. if you play like you did against Marshall, right? And so they got to get better, and yep. they got to get better quickly, quickly. So there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some. Let's just say, um, let's just say Vince, that there there is going to be some. Uh, pride there needs to be some pride testing this week and and it's fine for the coaches to do it but if this thing is going to get turned around it needs to start with the players yeah the players need to look in the mirror and not point fingers at coaches or anybody else but say hey look what do we need to do to fix this right and and get it going so anyway that's it everybody thank you all so much for joining us we will talk to you all again tomorrow on the Irish Breakdown Podcast (laughs)